1: To claim your free welcome bonus, that's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Root. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
0: You're listening to The Out of Bound Show, fueled by Fleetway Market. Whether you're on the road to the tailgate or headed up to hunting camp, stop by Fleetway Market to fuel up the car and the cooler today.
2: WRKS Pickens Jackson. You ready? Let's go. And- Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Out-of-Bounds Show with Bo Bow, streaming around the world live at the Out-of-Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone.
3: Oh, that's pretty good. The Out of Bounds Show, 1059 The Zone ESPN, is brought to you by Eye Care Professionals and Dr. Kirk Jeffries, Eye Care Professionals, two locations on Lakeland Drive, Jackson and Flowood, LASIK and Cataract Surgery, Dr. Kirk Jeffries, Eye Care Professionals, Jackson and then Bellmead Flowood. 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds Radio app. show is also presented by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your auto and home and save. With your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Please download the Out of Bounds Radio app. i love you even more than I do. It's also, real quick, a Wings Wednesday. Brought to you by Two Brothers in Starkville and Sal and Mookie's in Madison. Sal and Mookie's in Madison is between Kroger and Home Depot. They also do the awesome pizza slice specials they drop it in just minutes so for those of you like me want to expedite your lunch big slice or two depending on what you want to do a new york style pizza with the caesar salad usually drops in three to five six minutes max salad mookies in madison blake what do you have for me
0: uh yes the pizza at Salad mookies in madison i love their lunch special it's so good uh, that's not what I had, but you, okay. then you went to Wings Wednesdays and you got me all excited. I, I had the wings twice last yeah. week. The gorgonzola dipping sauce is just I it. I just, I'd slap somebody. What's for the it. Asian? I'd what's punch it Will right in the Asian face. Chili. Uh, Yes, sweet Asian chili, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I had that. I, I did the split last. Yeah, because you like them dry, which is kind of weird, but I get it. The texture's better. I get. I like the crunchiness of the texture. Yeah. I'd like it be, to be limited. It's, it's wings slash fried chicken. Yeah, with Gorgonzola sauce. No, I'm sauce. with you, brother. I, you can't get mad. It's delicious. So you know what I do? I, I'll do sometimes. I'll get them dry with the Asian sauce on the side, the sweet chili sauce. Well, that's on even the side. better. Then I can dip in that so that they're still crunchy. And Gorgonzola. And Gorgonzola, exactly.
3: Well, that's, that way, you get a little pop. But I still get the and crunchiness. And then you get the cold gorgonzola yeah. yep. that gives you another yep. uh, adds to your flavor profile Absolutely. In your Absolutely, but you still get that beautiful oh. crunchy texture. Oh, man. I had some good food last night at at the Capri uh, in Fondra. I'll, I'll talk more about that. I'm
0: excited. I got to go bowling down there. I'm excited. I love bowling. I had shrimp wontons. <gasps> and, I know. I know. Ooh, you caught me with that one. And uh, there was some gumbo. There was a lot of good stuff they going have on. Shrimp have Okay, the whole point of this was I was going to make a nice joke about Jackson Eye and how I needed to go get my eyes fixed. Eye Care Professionals? Yeah, Eye Care Professionals. Yeah, there you go. Something like that. Eye Care Professionals so that I can go I can go get my eyes fixed so that I can clearly see Sean Payton holding the Lombardi when he wins it with Dak. That's where I was going with that. Then I got sidetracked by food. Well, look. I got I, hungry.
3: I hope that Sean Payton is is in Dallas in a year or two. And, and I, I hope that because I'm a fan and I want to see Dak surrounded with, you know, a real, ri- I mean, Sean is probably the best offensive mind on the planet. And, um, you know, you could, there's a discussion with some other guys, Blake, I get For that. Sure with uh, with what McVay's doing, what Andy Reid's doing, what Shanahan, you know. It's
0: kind of how do you want to do it, too, part th- of this, it. This
3: Mike McDaniel thing out at the San Francisco 49ers is incredible. He's kind of like the Joe Brady of LSU of the San Francisco 49ers when Joe Brady was at LSU. People are just finding out about him and, and all the different wrinkles that he likes to add to the San Francisco Ex- 49ers running game.
0: Except he's actually accomplished, unlike Joe Brady, who only has done it for like two years. This guy's, been doing wow. it. this guy's been doing it for a decade. Look, I like Joe Brady. I think, he's, I think he was great at LSU. I think he was a scapegoat for Matt Rule in Carolina, and Matt Rule hired right. Ben McAdoo, so he's getting fired next year. That's um, true. You, you, look, you hired Jason Garrett, you hired Ben McAdoo as your OC. That alone, you deserve to be fired, so I have no feelings for Matt Rule or for Joe <laughs> Judge. But But this guy that you're talking about, Mike McDaniel, he might be the smartest person I've ever heard talk about football. Yeah, from Yale, played football there. Intelligent, analytical mind. He's I kind mean,
3: of the Theo Epstein of the NFL,
0: bro. Yeah, the the, so. the answer he gave. So if if Cowboys fans and anybody who watched remembers, they they ate the Cowboys up on Debo Samuel and Elijah Mitchell uh, inside tosses, which the only other program I've ever seen do that, ironically, is LSU. Les Miles used to do inside tosses on on some handoffs and stuff like that. Instead of handing it off, you would toss it, but it'd be a tight pitch. Hearing Mike McDaniel talk about that, I I mean, it's like hearing a rocket science scientist talk about them how they developed an engine like to Ogeron? go to space. There's no doubt. It's like hearing Ed Orgeron talk about crawfish. Yeah. Mike McDaniel to NFL offenses is Ed Orgeron to crawfish. Bam. There's no doubt. There's no doubt.
3: Love the way. <laughs> love the way we did that. Out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. Let's turn the page and talk about uh, Jackson Dart. The Dart mania continues, along with, what, Caleb Williams mania in the world of college football? We, uh, we're we not sure if Jackson Dart ends up at Ole Miss because we're not sure where Caleb Williams ends up. We thought Caleb Williams was a shoe-in, to follow Lincoln Riley to Southern Cal. Now Wisconsin is in the mix. I mean, the Big Ten's actually trying to be cool, which is unheard of, right? I mean, there's not not a lot of cool factor around that conference.
0: (laughs) Maybe they're recruiting him to hand off. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah.
3: But Wisconsin has won a lot of football games the last 20 years with Barry Alvarez and Brett Bielema and even some other coaches. And they've had Russell Wilson... I don't know. I I have no idea. I'm not, look, man, trying to find out what a 19-year-old, I've got two teenagers, so believe me, I have no idea. Because even, even adults go one way one second, the other way, you know, five seconds later. What will Caleb Williams do, who is highly sought after quarterback, had a good year with Oklahoma? And then Jackson Dart was at Southern Cal and played and played pretty darn well. And people believe he's got a great skill set and can be a really good college quarterback. I mean what's he gonna do?
0: Tom Lugamille compared him to Matt Corral. Yeah. So, you know.
3: And he said in fairness, I'm not
0: expecting him, you know, to do maybe all that, but the comp is I mean, I could see that. What was I mean, Matt Corral was a lot of what you see from Jackson Dart as a freshman. It's not I mean, it's easy to think about Matt Corral the senior, you know, and not Matt Corral the eighteen-year-old, nineteen-year-old. Yeah. Exactly, and that's what Jackson Dart is. He's a he's a young kid who is is well removed from being polished. So, yeah. under the right guy, absolutely could he become a weapon? There's no doubt. All right. So, what are you going to call it, Dart Mania?
3: Caleb Williams. What are we doing? Um, like, is if, the Big Ten actually trying to get a little buzz? And land a big transfer. Well, he's number one, Blake. You told me on the board of the transfer portal. I mean, the Big Ten is kind of boring. I mean, Ohio State's got a little buzz. Harbaugh tried to get a little juice with Michigan. I understand they're huge alumni bases and big, big, big schools and brands. And kind of the world of college football started in that area. I definitely, you know... Owned yep. the media and so on for
0: decades and decades, and especially coming out of World War II, but but if 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 Buffalo, Kansas City is what we want football to be, the Big Ten is Green Bay, San Francisco, except there's no weather. They're just that bad at offense. Thirteen to ten in perfect conditions—that's Big Ten football. <laughs> well,
3: they're tr- well, <laughs> they're trying to. I mean, Harbaugh's trying to change. Ohio Harbaugh's State's gone. had some dynamic. Harbaugh's
0: gone. He gone, brother. So you got him he gone. going to Las Vegas? He gone. That's
3: going to be another huge story in the next 48 hours. He gone.
0: Yeah. Nine openings right now. The only one people think they know, Byron Leftwich, has been reported to Jacksonville. Good hire. It's not official yet, but everything is saying that they're hiring Jack Good Leftwich. hire. Everything else is open. That means there's still eight jobs. Whether or not he's successful, I don't know, but that's a
3: good hire. It is. Like you said this morning when you walked in. Byron Leftowich to the Jacksonville Jaguars is a good hire. All right. Is it going to be Dennis Allen in New Orleans or does Mickey Loomis go another direction? Out of bounds, ESPN 1059, the zone, powered by Superior Foundation. For all your foundation repairs, superior.ms. Good morning. Welcome into this crazy show. The Out of Bounds Show podcast is presented by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. Your golf game starts with Edwin Watts Golf Shop. Blake, should we give a shout out to uh, Roosevelt and Live Oaks Golf Club?
0: Ooh. Dude, JB was posting some food pics yesterday. He, they do it right over there. That was lit. Yeah. <laughs> lit. Those onion rings are on fleek. Philly cheesesteak sandwich? Yeah. Philly cheesesteak, the the chicken tenders, so good. But the
3: cheeseburger is it's phenomenal. unbelievable. You load it up. Lettuce, tomato, mustard, and extra pickles. Okay. We may have to hit... You
0: don't put ketchup on your burger? Hell no. But you... All right. Did you say mayo and mustard? No, I don't do mayo. you said mustard. Lettuce, mustard, kick, extra pickles. I don't like... No, I don't do mayonnaise. Okay. I like ketchup mustard on a hamburger. That's... I mean, with the other toppings too, but ketchup mustard. No, no, no. no. Now, mustard,
3: yes. Or something
0: else like a little bit of Comeback. Just out of curiosity, why is mustard inherently better than ketchup?
3: Uh, on 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 a burger, it is a billion times better. Why? Because you don't put ketchup on your burger. <laughs> ketchup is on the side of your plate to dip French fries in. <laughs> but if you have some really good comeback dressing, then you obviously have an option to, to
0: dive incredible. into
3: the onion rings game or fried pickles or whatever else is going on.
0: I've never heard that. Okay. Yeah.
3: No on ketchup. <laughs> I mean, four-year-olds put ketchup on cheeseburgers. Then you grow out of that. <laughs> what? And and you, you you go into something else.
0: Oh my goodness.
3: So. Okay. Anyway. I
0: don't even know. I don't even know what to do with that information. Yeah. that's incredible. Well, you
3: can I, <laughs> put it in some kind of Hall of Fame uh,
0: vault. Right. I mean, I guess so. Okay. I guess so.
3: All right. Um. Does anybody have Jackson Dart fatigue? Old, I, got up yeah, I mean <laughs> until If he commits today, you don't. And he enrolls today or tomorrow or Friday, you're good. But this is like the eighth day that you've told me he
0: was going to commit. <laughs> well, won't I
3: commit. Call, You know, I, I, I don't know at this
0: point. It's because no one realized that Caleb Williams was so up in the air. Everyone assumed – if Caleb Williams was was in at Southern Cal the way we all thought he was as soon as this all happened, none of this saga would be playing out this way because all the rest of the dominoes would fall. But the second and third and fourth dominoes can't fall until the first one falls, and the first one's Caleb Williams. And then we also have JT Daniels. Who had no one said a word about. Isn't that interesting? Hey, you haven't heard his name at all recently. Enters the portal.
3: Rumors that Ole Miss has reached out to him just to see, but they're you know they want Jackson Dart. Well, yeah, but that there has been some communication with
0: JT Daniels. Well, you need you, you you do not want to be in the position Michael Leach was in two years ago when you had one quarterback on the roster and the rest was going to be up for you know uh oh what could happen right right have KJ Costello he gets hurt and then it was Will Rogers if Will Rogers had gotten hurt. You're trotting out like Kentucky did, Lynn Bowden Jr. at quarter. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like which one of you receivers has the best arm, right? Yeah. Like, who? what can we... So, I mean, Ole Miss, you're sitting here, you're going, you got Luke Altmyer on the roster. We've seen he's got potential, right? We've seen that flash. No, you have no idea what he is, but he's got potential. Outside of Luke Altmyer, what you got on the roster? Uh, you, you don't. You need someone who is breathing right. and can throw a Because Luke could
3: be a good starter, And I think we forget that in the whole Jackson Dart mania. Yes. Luke Altmaier has a a, a really good skill set, could be a good college QB.
0: And has four years on his eligibility. But
3: like you said, you would like some more depth in the room. And so if you don't get Jack, if you miss out on Jackson Dart,
0: where do you go? It has to be JT Daniels, right? There is no yeah. other option.
3: Not right now. Now, there are some other guys out there that we just don't know about, you know, I'm sure, and there could be more in May and June. But you'd like for this guy to go through fi- 15 practices this spring and get, right, four months of kind of being in your weight room, on your campus, cultivating a relationship with your with Lane Kiffin, right? Because Lane, Lane does deal, I mean, he... Has his finger on the pulse of the quarterback. He talks about how close Matt Corral, he and Matt Corral got in just two years,
0: and and forming that, creating that bond. Which I do think I think that's a little unique, though. I don't think every good offensive coach makes that level of bond with their with their quarterback. I I do think that can be, like I I don't I don't know. I mean I, I think I think coaches can create bonds at different levels, but I thought. What Kiffin and Corral had was somewhat unique. Kiffin seemed to be much friendlier than Kochi in, in some aspects with that relationship, which was interesting. But maybe because of the level of Matt Corral's play, it was more of that relationship instead of just like father-son, coach-to-player style. Yeah. Okay. And then another
3: story that we're monitoring is uh, staff changes for both Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach. We're going to have Steve Robertson join us at 935, and it's going to end up being Drew Hollingshead as promoted from within from offensive analyst to full-time assistant coach. Um, How about that? Everybody's getting excited about that. So, the rumors on Chad Bumpus, that never came to fruition. Evidently, there were, you know, conversations, interview and sold. And then there was something floated around a running back's position. Chad Bumpus said thanks, but no thanks. And now you get Drew Hollingshead, who's never been a power five assistant on the field.
0: Grade the handling of the offseason for Mike Leach. F?
3: Are you talking about it? Well, first of all, the recruiting class was good. The recruiting December. class was
0: pretty good, but then you absolutely uh, I mean, no-show. The fact
3: that you were able to land Travion Williams and Percy Lewis, yep. number one Juco offensive tackle, which you desperately needed. Yep. You brought in a couple of kickers that you feel like are going to be a major upgrade in your kicking room, which we all know can, can win you a game. Or lose you. Or lose you a game, yep. maybe even win you two games. Yep. Um, but you lost a lot in the wide receiver he si- position. He signed Braden Locke, quarterback out of Texas. That's true. And they added some they added two more receivers in the portal, but lost and an offensive a lot. lineman.
0: Lost a lot in the portal. Mac
3: Polk was that that comes down to I don't blame Leach for that. I blame um boy, people in and around Starkville really missed on the name image lightness. In July
0: and August. But shouldn't your head coach be leading that pool? That's that not really
3: how it works. I, I guess maybe you could kind of like say something, but this has got to be totally alums and donor driven. And, um, you know, they stumbled out of the gate, kind of uh, giving some people the, uh, I guess, leeway to run with it. Nothing ever really materialized. You know, you could. I think you could have gotten Makai Polk back for, Yep. You know, 50, 75, 100. I think he's, I think, 100 receptions, but more importantly, 12 big boy receptions throughout the season, like mm-hmm. like Drummond. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, Drummond was was so, you know... Well, Makai Polk, let, let me back up. Whoever landed, I can't remember which one, but but the fact that they landed Makai Polk last year was huge because they did beat A&M on the road, Auburn on the road, and Kentucky and North, North Carolina State at home. So, he made some huge plays for you last year. But, man, it they would have been in a good spot to counter quickly the handler that's trying to convince all, – all the handlers are trying to convince all these kids, whether they are worthy of it of, or not, that they can make a roster. And we know that's not going to happen. So, yeah, the name, image, likeness thing. But we'll see where that goes with Ole Miss and Mississippi State. And uh, if they get revved up, fill up a fund, and are able to do the things that they need to do to make themselves uh, better. Um, all right, out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Brought to you by Cypress Depot in Ridgeland. CypressDepot.com, Cypress Depot in Ridgeland. We'll have Steve Robertson at 935. It looks like Drew Hollingshead is your next wide receivers coach at
0: Mississippi State. You're listening to the Out of Bound Show podcast, powered by the Honey Butter Chicken Biscuit at Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. That's right, open for breakfast in Madison. The Honey Butter Chicken Biscuit, or the Chicken and Waffles, or even in a breakfast bowl at Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue in Madison.
2: Listen carefully. You're listening to the SEC Insider Hit on the Bowl Bound Show, fueled by Fleetway Market. Fuel up your car and cooler at Fleetway this football season. Let's go.
3: Oh man, what's next? Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan.
0: Oh, I mean, oh.
3: we've had Jackson Dart mania, Sean Payton retiring. You got the transfer portal with Lane Train and the Pirate. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens snubbed once again from the Hall of Fame. Voters, how many of those
0: voting privileges should be revoked? How many of those voters are not on Pacemakers? Wow. (laughs) Shots fired. I'm just asking the questions people should be asking.
3: Oh, man. Oh. Who's more prickly? The Washington, D.C. press that covers the president or... Major League Baseball Hall of Fame voters yikes! who are more elitist, pricklies, and self-righteous. Please, let's get a poll going. (laughs) On the Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776, brought to you by your next John Deere tractor. It was Mississippi Ag. Name change. Game changer. Ag Up Equipment. And that's where you go to get your John Deere tractor to manage your land. John Deere, America's tractor.com, Ag Up Equipment. Steve Robertson in a few minutes. All right, Blake, what's the biggest story for you right now? I mean, we've got all we've got stuff for days. It's wonderful. The
0: biggest story to me in terms of what's actually happening is Sean Payton because the dark Caleb Williams things is like we're waiting for that to happen. Um, we already know what's happening with Sean Payton. And to me, you're... This is one of those moments kind of like Mississippi State football was when Dan Mullen left where this is a pivotal organizational decision moment where you can go one of two directions and you either get better or you get worse. And New Orleans, we talked about the stats. Sean Payton made nine trips to the playoffs. They had five total trips in the franchise history before he got there. He won uh, nine games in the playoffs. They had one win before he got there. What? Hold on.
3: Let's... From 1967 to 2005, the New Orleans Saints had one playoff win. One and five. Correct. Think about how bad that is.
0: That's so it's, awful. It's, Again, it's it's what we talked about. It was a
3: franchise that was absolutely and totally irrelevant.
0: Irrelevant.
3: And Sean and Mickey Loomis and Drew Brees made this franchise – Awesome, yep. buzz, top 10 franchise at times, top five franchise the last 15 years. Yeah, again, we talked about their impact on the city, the economy. Uh,
0: just, you could never measure you it. Can't, I mean, you, could never measure you can't, you can So let me ask you this question before and, we go to Sean Steve. did it
3: more than Drew, but Sean Bebopping around town, Correct. right? There was just a buzz and a celebrity flavor and then more chefs, world-class chefs. It, it all kind of... Happened at the same time post-Katrina. Well, you needed it. You had this... Yeah. Cul- they were already... Obviously, it was a really good food city, right? But you had a culinary culinary renaissance and a culinary boom along with Sean and Drew. It was just... It was the perfect storm.
0: Yeah, and having a coach that did have some celebrity to him might have been exactly what New Orleans needed at the time yeah, rather yeah. than the quiet, unimposing
3: guy. He, uh, he is... Full of charisma.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. Let me ask you this question before we go. So there, including New Orleans, there are now nine openings in the NFL. We, okay. None have been filled officially yet. Um, you have the Las Vegas Raiders, Jacksonville Jaguars, Minnesota Vikings, Chicago Bears, Denver Broncos, Miami Dolphins, New York Giants, Houston Texans, New Orleans Saints. Which one does Bo Bounds want if I, if I gave you any choice of those jobs? Knowing everything you know right now, Given all those situations, some of those have quarterbacks you can win with. Some don't. Yeah. Some have rosters that are built a little bit better than others. Some don't. Um, some are franchises that have historically had winning success. Some have never had success. Which of those? Raiders, Jags, Vikings, Bears, Broncos, Dolphins, Giants, Texans, Saints. Which one do you want?
3: Yeah, I was about to say Las Vegas or Denver, but Mahomes is there. <laughs> And Justin, Denver's won my whole life. And Justin Herbert, yeah, Justin's a great young talent. Uh, you're you're starting off third I, I, best QB. I'm leaning fast. towards Miami if they'll allow me to move off of Tua. You know who you have, but their team? whole deal was they wanted more buy-in. I think from Brian Flores and that staff for Tua. Somebody's Steve, uh, what's his name? Steve, uh, whatever the owner is down yes. there, has fallen in. You know, I guess he's again. Owners like to get enamored with first round QBs. Yep. Not really anything else, but first round QBs. They want more. Buy- Tua is what he is. Okay, agreed. But now, if you if you had Sean Payton, you can get more. I mean, you got to land on like Dayball, but the or, or Sean just... Payton or 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 maybe Eric Bien. I mean, somebody who's really good on offense that can really elevate to a just one more slight step. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll go with. I got the Bills and that. It doesn't matter in the NFL. You know who you
0: haven't said that I'm shocked by? Vikings? No, the Bears. You've got young Justin Fields. You've got a roster that has some potential. And potentially you're walking into a division with no Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, and Jerry Goff. No, you're right. Give me that all I know. day. The Chicago's been so bad. and
3: But, Blake, they've never played good offense. In the history of their franchise, even though they've been able to win a Super Bowl, play
0: for another Neither one. Neither hit the Saints. So, hire the right guy, you can change that. That's true. All right.
3: I don't really want to live in Chicago, but I guess for $9 million a year, I will. Yeah. I was thinking Miami. I, I know, in that terrible? I'm just thinking about weather. Las Vegas. Even Denver is better, you know, better it's, than it's, that did brutal... You-
0: Whatever that Midwest, did you know De- Denver is? Denver has sun 300-plus uh, days of the year. See, it's the sunniest city in the world. Uh, Isn't that amazing? But but
3: Mahomesy is there. You're right. As far as path of least resistance, I think you go Chicago. The Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN, is brought to you by the Ram Trucks, pre-owned and new Jeep Grand Cherokees, and any pre-owned and new SUV or truck at Mack Hike and Flowood, Visit MacHikeflowwood.com. They're loaded up with vehicles. Not a lot of dealerships are, unfortunately, but MacHike and Flowwood, they are. Trucks, SUVs, MacHike We welcome in Steve Robertson, JeansPage.com, The Boneyard Podcast. All right, Steve, walk us through what is the latest um now that Chad Bumpus and Mike Leach, for whatever reason, couldn't get on the same page on the inside wide receivers position. It looks like it's Drew Hollingshead.
2: Yeah, I would say that's probably the direction things are going to go is, uh, is Drew. And, and, uh, it's interesting, you know, Beau, it you know, about a week ago, it really felt like, and seemed like, you know, this thing was going to work out with, uh, you know, with Chad Bumpus. There were multiple conversations with Chad, even a, uh, an interview and, uh, then the the narrative kind of changed a little bit, you know, it was like there was some discussion. Uh, he was kind of felt out, well, how would he feel about coaching, you know, running backs in Mississippi state. And then things kind of fell apart from there. You know, it didn't really advance. There was never a, I guess you could say a formal offer, but you know, a lot of that semantics, I really believe if Chad had been agreeable, they probably find a way to work that out. But the reality of it is, is, you know, Chad's a very accomplished wide receiver. He's a young and upcoming wide receiver coach that, uh, you know, just coached in a Rose Bowl, you know. And so I think at this point, at this juncture in his career, you know, he can, you know, he probably can uh, make some decisions that he feels that are just ideally best for him. And that may not necessarily align with Mississippi State, but uh, there's no hard feelings there. But I know there's a lot of disappointed Bulldogs that were excited about the possibility of Bumpus coming home.
3: Yeah. Which to me, there's not a lot of excitement around Hollingshead. He may do a, a super job, but. This is any fan base. When you when you think you're getting a player who was pretty darn accomplished uh, and well-liked and was part of winning teams, and you don't, and then you get a guy who's an offensive analyst that nobody pays attention to, whether he's worthy or not, do you agree there's not a lot of juice in this hire?
2: Yeah, it's true. And to be fair, too, I mean, you know, if this goes the way that it now looks, it's going to go, that Hollingshead is promoted from within. I mean, you know, Drew doesn't hire himself you know and and i've read some things out there like people are already having this negative reaction i mean you know drew is a guy that has been with mike leach has shown some lo- loyalty and and one of the things that i was told is that you know when he arrived at mississippi state you know he followed you know leach from washington state and that you know mike had his eye on him as a potential assistant coach on the field in the not so distant future and so i think in the end you get down and you find out who's going to leave. You know we have this crazy season. You know, state ultimately only has one assistant coach leave. But you know, had there been a second opening, maybe you find a way to get both of those guys on the field. But uh, you know, the reality of it is, is Mike Leach is getting paid over five million dollars a year to win football games, and he's got to hire and promote the people that he feels can help him do that the best. And and th- and this maybe just wasn't the time, for, you know, for Chad. And uh, you know, I've spoken to Chad, and uh, you know, Chad loves Mississippi State, and. Uh, at, at some point would love to be able to come back home, but apparently this just wasn't the time.
3: Uh, how concerned should MSU fans be the fact that drew Hollingshead? I mean, he, he was put on the road a few weeks ago, but up until then has never recruited in the sun belt or in the, uh, you know, hellfire and brimstone of the sec.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, it's a reasonable concern, you know, no matter who you bring in. And, you know, we've seen even with these coaches that have come in, you know, from the Power Five, you know, I remember when I remember when Dan Mullen got here, you know, Dan was like, oh, yeah, I've, I've recruited bitter rivalries before. You know, and I, I laughed, and, and it's even funnier in hindsight. He was trying to explain to me how serious it was between uh, BYU and Utah, how, how, how rapid that rivalry was. And I'm just like, you know, Dan uh, – I don't. I don't think your point of reference is what you think it is. You know, I mean, it's a much different deal here between state and Ole Miss. It always has been. It always will be. And so, yeah, it's difficult to kind of cut your college recruiting teeth in the SEC, and also too in a state where the rivalry is especially contentious.
3: Hmm. Are you expecting any other shakeups on the staff at MSU? Yeah, no,
2: we could see yeah we could see a realignment of uh of some coaching responsibilities i, I think they might do some things with special teams and uh, that's probably needed um you know um you know it's just one of those deals too where you know mike's got to figure that out you know it's one of those deals where you know he's got to figure out you know where the staff or perhaps uh, was deficient and then take steps to correct it so I, I think you could see some reshuffling of some responsibilities and You know, I don't know when we'll find that out for sure, perhaps in the next few days. But, uh, you know, certainly once you get into spring practice, all that's going to be settled. And, you know, the the, the on-the-road recruiting efforts, you know, end this week. And so then everybody comes back and, you know, starts meeting with their players and things like that. And so, you know, at the end of the day, I think we all know that, you know, special teams two years ago, pretty doggone good. Last year, dreadful. You know, so you've got to do some things to probably shake that up. If that means a division of responsibilities – if that means you make somebody else a special teams coordinator, I mean, that's just, uh, you know, that's a decision Michael Leach has to make.
3: Uh, How surprised were you that Teddy Knox wide receiver out of Houston, Texas decided to hit the transfer portal?
2: Yeah, I'm surprised and disappointed. You know, if he had, uh, if he had left, you know, shortly after the coaching change, I, I could have understood, you know, I mean, I know that he and Mason Smith were pretty closely aligned and, you know, Mason was the guy that worked off the field at Mississippi State. He did a really good job as a recruiting analyst, and, and really the reason Mississippi State was in, in it for Teddy Knox is because of uh, Mason's relationship, and so if he had elected maybe to transfer to LSU shortly after the shakeup, it would have made a lot of sense, but now that you've got a year in, and you've come in here, and you've played a little bit, you've kind of learned the system, uh, yeah, surprised and a little bit disappointed, but uh, you know, he is a fantastic young man and very, very talented, and you know, I'm hearing he's going to stay closer to home, and you know, some are saying it probably won't be LSU. I don't know that I believe that, but uh, yeah, but the reality of it is is, is he's left. And, and there have been a lot of guys that have left that haven't had a lot of production, and you kind of understand that, too, because you only get a short time in life to play sports. And so you got to get on the field somewhere, even if that means dropping down a level. But Teddy Knox certainly not that player. I mean, Teddy's a guy that uh, was rated four stars for a reason, and I think he's going to have a great college career. And Unfortunately, it's not going to be at Mississippi State. Did they
3: do enough in the portal to combat losing Makai Polk, Malik Heath, and what Teddy Knox could could have been?
2: Well, you know, you certainly hope so. You know, I mean, you, you go out and you get Justin Robinson, and, and that's a guy that was uh, highly recruited and highly regarded, and it comes from a great program at the University of Georgia, but, uh, you know, he's a guy that's had some entries here the last couple of years, and you know, you hope that's not a chronic situation, even though those injuries are not necessarily related. I mean, you had you had a hamstring injury this year. That's going to happen to a lot of athletes. And you know, the year before, you know, I think he had a foot ailment and then a potentially a shoulder injury. And so, you know, is this the guy that's going to be injury prone? We don't know. But this is the guy, obviously, that uh, brings a skill set that I don't think Mississippi State has. And then you go out and get Jordan Mosley, who was a guy that was committed to Tennessee much of the process, and then. You know, people forget this time last year, things in Knoxville were a complete mess. I mean, it was an absolute disaster up there. And so he elected to back off that commitment to Tennessee, goes with Northwestern, I believe, which may have been kind of the last man standing from the Power Five offer sheet, and gets up there and just, you know, would really like to come back closer to home. He's a Mobile, Alabama native. And so now he's back in the SEC. And so, yeah, you've gone out and got some guys that were highly recruited that have some true potential. Now that you've got a... And get them developed. Uh,
0: who could
3: be there? I mean, they got to find some a go-to receiver. Who could be their Makai Polk in 2022? Yeah. Or is
2: yeah. That's a great question. You know, and to be honest with you, I think it may actually be a guy that's already on campus. You know, I, I think Antonio Harmon is a guy that's going to make some plays. I think Jacoby Moore is a guy uh, that's going to make some plays. And Jacoby was kind of late getting here. He was kind of a late enrollment guy. Uh, Antonio Harmon, it, once you see him, people that haven't seen him maybe in you know six months or a year are going to be amazed at how he's developed physically. What about Ra? Um, yeah, see, Ra's the guy I think makes the plays down the field, you know, more outside the numbers and things like that. But, you know, Ra's the guy too that, you know, and gives the Spurrier Jr. a lot of credit. And, and you know, I, I kind of joke with the, with people, some of my friends, and I said, yeah, I call you a snake Eyes Spurrier because he's always out here recruiting like a ninja. It's like you never – truly really know what's going on and the next thing you know he he tweets out those those eyes like, hey, watch this and then he's got another four star commitment. You know, I mean, you know, and he, he goes and gets Ry Thomas and Simeon Price in South Carolina late last year. And nobody even really knew that uh, you know, they were you know potential targets. And so, you know, Steve knows what he's doing, and he knows how to manage that group well and he knows how to develop players. And, you know, if Makai Polk gets drafted, and I think he probably will late. I don't think that he's a guy that'll go in the first two days, but and Makai Polk is a guy that was underutilized at Cal, comes to Mississippi State to school record. And you know now he's got the opportunity to go out there and potentially make a living playing football. And, and I think there's a debt of gratitude owed to Steve Spurrier, not just for going and getting him, but developing him and turning him into a great player. And I think when you have the kind of confidence in Steve Spurrier, he will have another Makai Polk. He will develop another guy. He'll recruit another guy. So I, I think that's probably the one guy on staff you probably worry the least about.
3: Uh, what Steve Robertson two four seven Sports on the Out of Bounds show and the Corona Premier guest line. What about um, what are they doing in recruiting this next this weekend and all the way up until, I guess next Wednesday.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're we're at, we're at the stretch run, right? I mean, you know, and there's uh, there's only a handful of spots left to work with. Uh, now that, you know, Massimo Biscardi, the kicker from Coastal Carolina, is in and, and signed and enrolled, that takes away one of your final spots. You really only have three spots left to work with out of a potential 31 due, due to the uh, NCAA, you know, waiver this year on the, the 25 annual limit. State used one of their spots to sign Jameer Calvin back during fall camp. That's why you don't have the full 32 because it's 25 plus seven if you have room under the 85. Um, But yeah, you're going to have a handful of guys visit this weekend. You got two commitments: R.J. Moss and um, uh, Jabe Gilmore that have not officially visited. They'll take their visit this weekend. And then Jalen Farmer is an offensive line prospect. It's been committed to Florida, but after the coaching change, he elected not to sign in December. Recently took an official visit to Auburn, and he's expected on Mississippi State campus this weekend. Uh, that's a guy right now. Honestly, I think he's probably the only high school offensive lineman out there right now with the committable offer from Mississippi State and uh, going to be still of an uphill battle, but you get him on campus and you never know. And, and there's still some talk out there about, you know, a safety or two. And uh, if they, they're not going to reach, though. If you don't get what you want uh, next week, you save a, a grant or two, you know, for the post-spring practice portal activity. And so, you know, the, it, that's the thing about recruiting. Used to we had one day and it was all over. Well, now you got December signing period, you got the crazy transfer season, you got the traditional national signing day. Now it's going to go all into spring and summer. We need to have some regulation, I think, to kind of limit some of this. And and uh, because you're basically recruiting to sign players every single day. It's crazy.
3: Out of bounds, one oh five nine the zone ESPN, Steve Robertson joining us on the bucked up energy drinks guest line. All right, Steve, uh, we appreciate it. We'll catch up again soon. Thanks, man. Yes. Yeah. All right, so Drew Hollingshead. Yikes. And he may be fantastic, but the bottom line is when people know a name, former player who was good, who's already in Power 5, who's understands the state of Mississippi but had some success as an assistant coach, it's just going to be an automatic letdown, fair or unfair.
0: Since you already had... Ho- you
3: know that... I mean, Chad Bumpus is, is a known name. Yep. See, you had been so bad at wide receiver forever. He comes in. Dan Mullen made him, along with Chad's skill set, highly productive. And that, and that's with... Can you imagine if Bump would have had Dak or vice versa? But, I mean, this is before Dan could really get it up and running. Um. I mean, Dan made Chris Ralph as good, I mean, into a solid passing college QB, which is remarkable in of itself. And can you imagine if bump would have played with Will Rogers or Dak Prescott? I mean, he already had a productive career, but if you want to throw another, what spread over four years, another 50 to 70 catches, that is a lot of opportunities. Put your hand on the football, your hands on the football
0: and make a play. You already had Hollingshead on staff. This was a bad mistake by Mike Leach. He should have brought Bumpus in on the field, left Hollingshead off the field one more season, and brought him up next year when they have another staff change. This was a mistake. It was a brutal mistake by Mike Leach, and I think Mississippi State will pay the price for it.
3: Well, you needed more more recruiting juice. All this X's and O's talk is just simply not a sell that's going to go here. It could sell somewhere else. And again, Hollingshead is probably an excellent coach and so on. But you needed some recruiting juice. Everybody's up in their game, including schools that you don't think about, like Missouri and Kentucky. Um, you've always had a, a school in the state that has out recruited you in Ole Miss. And you see what uh you see what Sam Pittman and Arkansas are doing Go and Halls, they are maybe. not slowing down. They got their name image likeness fund up and running um uh, I guess quicker than you. And so, you know, you're you're kind of in this space where, and you don't really have an heir apparent to Tony Hughes who's getting up there in age. And Tony may want to go to the house and go to a farm or the beach and uh, and hang out. He's got plenty of money and, and 35 years in with the state of Mississippi or something. So um, I think Chad Bumpus would have been a great, Person to bring in and and coach under uh learn under Tony Hughes, right? Whether it was six months or a year or whatever, and so you're not going to have that uh that option, but we'll see how it looks, and then we'll see what happens with Dart Mania today. Jackson Dart to Ole Miss, back to Southern Cal. Looks like Oklahoma's moved on. I don't know, could Caleb. If Caleb Williams goes to Wisconsin, does that take Jackson Dart out of the Ole Miss kind of lean and back to Southern Cal? We'll see. Hey, don't forget to hit Apple Podcast and search the Out of Bounds Show. Apple Podcast, search the Out of Bounds Show. Have a great Wings Wednesday. See you tomorrow.